You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. Well, today is going to be a little different um, in regards to the, the message. Uh, it's not going to be a, uh, a full message per se, although I'll probably take my time, I, uh, give me my liberties. But I want to share some stories today. And not just share stories for stories' sake, you know, for like, oh, that's a good story, but for transformation. I really want us to walk away with some nuggets, uh, and, and that's going to be really key. But before we get to those stories, uh, my heart was drawn to Psalm 100, uh, this week. And I want us to, if you have a Bible, turn there, turn there in your uh, phone if you want. Um, this is, you know, a Thanksgiving uh, psalm, if I've ever seen one. Look what it says. And I want us to respond as we walk through this just real briefly. It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. All right, yes, we got one. All right, we're going to try this again. We're going to do this participation, right? Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the Gateway Church. And online, right? Serve the Lord with gladness. Let me see your smiles, and you can do a smiley face in the chat uh, if you're watching online. And then it says, come into his presence with singing. We did that this morning. And then look what it says. This is such a powerful uh, psalm. It says, know that the Lord, he is God. Someone needed to hear that this morning. Our God is still on the throne. He is God. It is he who made us. We are his. You are a prized possession. Isn't that incredible? We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And then it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. And we do that. And we're so grateful, grateful for our 20-year anniversary, grateful for you to be here today, grateful that you're online. And then into into his courts with praise, give thanks to him, bless his name. And then verse 5, I think this is why I wanted to share this. It says, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love is endures forever. And then as we tell some stories about 20 years here at the Gateway Church, as we look forward to the future, it says his faithfulness is there for all generations. Everyone say all generations. For all generations. And so today we're going to spend some time in that. Uh, Just a real quick note, and uh, try to stick with me, Rick, there. Uh, Next week we're going to be back into our Holy Spirit series. We're going to wrap that up, and so you're not going to want to miss that Holy Spirit series next week. And then the following week after that is Christmas season, baby. It'll be December by that time, and our Christmas season uh, series is called Awe and Wonder. And this is your chance to be inviting your friends, your neighbors, your enemies. I don't care. We want to fill this place, uh, both services and online, and uh, we're excited about that. Now, some story time. When I first came to the Gateway Church, we did not have a mission statement, but I want to share with you as the start our mission statement here at the Gateway Church. This is a statement of who we are as a church. And our mission statement says this, that we are a spirit-filled church committed to glorifying God by connecting the people of the lakeshore, that's us, with God, with each other, and with the world. I want us to say this together. Come on. We are a spirit-filled church 
committed to glorifying God by connecting the people of the lakeshore with God, with each other, and with the world. There's a couple of those phrases that stick out to me. First of all, we're spirit-filled. We're coming through a Holy Spirit series. That is a distinctive, that is important to us, and we just believe that the Spirit of God, He fills us up, so we are better, amen? And uh, that's important. But the second thing is that word glorifying. We are committed to glorifying God. That's why we exist, to bring glory, glory to God. And where? On the lakeshore and to the ends of the earth. This mission statement is rooted in two passages of Scripture. The first one is in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 and 39. That's uh, when Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself, right? And then Matthew 28, 19, which is the everyday commission, the great commission. Go, therefore, make disciples. You put those together, and it creates our mission statement. And as we think about our mission statement, and that's something that we crafted over uh, quite a long time uh, with our leaders, and some of you guys that are here were with us during that time, uh, that has become precious to us. It's important. And we do talk about this in Get Connected. And uh, I just, in 2021, we brought more people through Get Connected than we have uh, in the previous uh, two and a half years at the Gateway Church. And so many of you have gone through Get Connected. If you haven't, December 14th, it's a Tuesday night, you're going to want to do that. Um, but, but today what I want to do is in, in Get Connected, we tell the story of the Gateway Church uh, in an abbreviated fashion. And usually Pastor Bobby's the one leading that. But today I want to do it Pastor Ben style. Is that okay? And, uh, and so we're, it's going to feel a little like Get Connected for those of you that have been through it. But today, it's Pastor Ben's edition, and that we're going to go all the way back to 2001. The Gateway Church was established in the fall of 2001. It was planted by the Assemblies of God out of the Michigan district, and it was the, the first pastor was Jeff Grinnell. He actually moved from Dayton, Ohio, where we were serving with him on staff. He was the youth pastor. We were the kids' pastor. And we sent them here to the Grand Haven, Spring Lake, to the lakeshore. And uh, they planted the Gateway Church as a youth church. Now, a few of you remember uh, just a few weeks ago, we had Jeff Grinnell with us uh, at our, uh, one of our other celebration services, and they had this huge heart to reach the youth on the lakeshore, and they were doing it. But as you might imagine, uh, youth-age students don't pay the bills, and it was tough. And uh, within a few short uh, uh, years, uh, the Gateway Church was floundering and, uh, and had some uh, troubles, but... Uh, but uh, what happened is that the Gateway Church uh, got a new pastor in years truly, and we're happy about that. But in the original launch in, that was established in 2001, uh, it, the church was established with a few families from Dayton, Ohio that we knew and some students from Dayton, Ohio that kind of came to help. And while the church, the Gateway Church, was cutting their teeth and trying to get off the ground, the Lord was stirring in my and Jessica's heart about church planting as well. 
And if you fast forward a couple years, Jeff Grinnell's family, they decided to move on. And the, a family from Dayton that had come to plant the church reached out to us. They had heard that we were interested in church planting. And they said, hey, we are a church plant with an advantage. And it's pretty cool. Uh, they, that's how they pitched it to us. We came and visited on a couple occasions. And in the fall of 2006, actually October 1st, it was, was our first Sunday, the Gateway Church welcomed us as their new pastors. And I was thinking about it, Reagan was six years old. She'll be here second service. And Logan was two years old. That was a long time ago. <laughs> and I, we are so thankful for the 15 years that God has given us here. And it's been really a joy. And our first Sunday, we had 59 people, including kids. It was like the smallest thing we had ever been a part of, and we enjoyed a little bit of a honeymoon period, and uh, we experienced some growth in that first period, uh, and we thought for sure that people were going to love us because we're the Vays, right? And uh, we actually, as I look back, truth be told, I moved here with a lot of ego, and some of you were here during that time frame, those first couple years. And I, there was a lot of learning that I needed to do, and the Lord needed to, uh, to work on, on me. Uh, there were some challenges early on, uh, but how many know you can say challenge or you can say adventure with God, right? And uh, so we had some adventures with God. Some of them were harder than others, and, uh, but it was significant. And I want to tell, the, the first story I want to tell is a, a week that was very, very difficult for me, for me personally and for my family. Uh, I was a kids pastor before we moved here, and when people came or left the church in Dayton, Ohio, it didn't really affect me that deeply. I mean, I, I cared for people, loved people, hated to see people go, but I can remember the very first family that was attending the Gateway Church that decided that they were no longer going to attend, the, they were never, no longer going to attend the Gateway Church. And uh, they, had a, they did a meeting with me, which is the right way to do it. Uh, just if, if any of you are planning to leave, don't leave. Don't leave. What am I saying? But, uh, but anyway, they, they came and they sat down. And the main reason, they were like, we're just not connecting with you. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me, right? Like it was, and I seriously went into a deep, dark place for a couple days. And I, on Sunday morning, I did not want to show up to church. I was like, no one's going to show up. If this family's gone, the other people are going to be gone. Like, what in the world? And God is so good in his faithfulness. That Sunday was the largest Sunday to date uh, for me being the Gateway Church pastor. And it was like, God showed me something. Yeah, all right, okay, I guess that's good. And he showed me something. And what did I learn? I learned, and this is the first big takeaway, is that the Gateway Church is God's church. Will you say that with me? The Gateway Church is God's church. And when I say the Gateway Church, I mean the community. The community, this community, the you online, here, the, those of you that are here, we are the church. It's not Ben Vay's church. It's not, wasn't Jeff Grinnell's church. It's not Bobby Hill's church. Sorry, you made my notes. Sorry. It's not any one family or any one board member. It's not who gives the most. It's not their church. It's not our church. In fact, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18 uh, talks to Peter, and, and Jesus says to Peter, Peter, upon this rock, he, that's, he's talking about Peter, he says, I will build my church. I put my name in there. 
been, they, upon this rock. I'm calling myself a rock this morning, okay? I've been, I'm still doing my pull-ups, all right? And so, uh, two rocks right here. No, no, not. But anyway, upon this rock, Ben Vey, I will build my church. He doesn't say, I'll build your church. He says, I'll build my church. That's Jesus. That's God saying that. And we have, are a steward. It's a trust given to us to steward for this season, to do the best we can, to hear his voice, and to move forward with confidence. And I just believe that God's church is a spirit-filled church. Amen. And that's when we can go back to our mission statement saying, okay, we're here to glorify God by connecting the people with God, with each other, with the world. And it was interesting that early on, we had to decide what were we going to be known for? What were we going to stand for? And there was a season in that early season within six months of, the, of coming to the Gateway Church that we decided that we were going to be a missions-minded church, that we were going to honor missions. And uh, let me tell you the story. So we were coming in, uh, Jessica and I, we moved here, and uh, we moved our family. And within the first six months, uh, we had some reserves that were, uh, that were earmarked for building that we weren't going to touch. But the general fund was losing about 1000 to about $1,500 a week uh, that we were behind in giving. Uh, that just from the tithes and offerings, and uh, we, it was so tight that Jessica and I, we thought for sure that we were not going to get paid for a season, and so we had, we moved here with a brand new Honda Pilot, it was like a year old, that we had bought, which was a dumb mistake, because we weren't millionaires, but, uh, but anyway, but we sold that, we created a fully funded emergency fund, bought her another little minivan, and we did that because we thought we were, we were a few weeks away, maybe four to six weeks away from zero in the bank, in the general fund. And it was stressful, let me tell you. But in that same season, we had plans. Uh, we wanted to be a missions-minded church. Where, we had, where I had cut my teeth in ministry, uh, it was important to that church to be a missions church. Uh, that, hey, the idea was like, hey, if you care about what God cares about, he's going to care for you. And the question we had to wrestle with as a leadership team early on is what are we going to do about missions? And we had planned this missions convention. Now we call it Missions Encounter. And we said, do we move forward? And we had some intense conversations around that with the team that was on, on board at that point. And we were saying no, and we kind of drew a line in the sand. We said, you know what? We are going to honor missions, and we are going to do that. And so we moved forward, and this is a miracle. Within a few months, we saw God miraculously turn things around. Our missions heart grew. Our missions giving grew significantly. And within six months from that missions encounter, that missions convention, we were ahead financially in every single category. And that's where we kind of drew the line in the sand and we said this, that the Gateway Church is a missions giving and sending church. Come on, will you say that with me? Uh, the Gateway Church is a missions-giving and sending church. And of course, that's rooted in Matthew 28, 19, go and make disciples. It's part of our responsibility as believers. But there's another verse that answers the why. Why would we do that? Why would we give so much attention to it? Well, Romans chapter 10, verse 13 through 15 says this, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 
That's true for your neighbors and your loved ones that you're praying for. That's true for your coworkers. That's true for those at the club. Uh, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then it says this: How then will they call on Him in Him if they do not, if they have not believed? And how are they to believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. That is a powerful verse, set of verses that challenge us to go back to that idea that missions uh, is a key. And we are uh, going to be a giving and sending church. And so we started receiving faith promises way back that very first year. Uh, and it allowed us to grow from three missionaries supported to, at our peak, uh, over 120 missionaries. And I wanted to say that is us together. That's the people together. That's us, those of you online, those here, responding to the Lord above and beyond your tithe. The people of the Gateway Church are missions-minded people. And just as a practical note, a faith promise pledge is above and beyond your tithe. We always encourage you tithe first, be faithful there, and then as the Lord gives you increase, you do that. And I do want to speak to those that are struggling with the, even with the bare minimum of that tithe, the 10%, and I don't know who gives, who doesn't, so I'm not looking at anyone in particular, I promise you. But this morning, when you give in just your tithes, the church tithes on the tithe. And so even if you're just being faithful in your tithe, you are admissions giver. I want you to know that because you're a part of the Gateway Church. It's part of our DNA. We took five years to get to that point. We did 2%, then 4%, 6%, 8%, and now for all these years, we've been doing 10% right off the top. And what that does, that funds things like the hygiene drives that we've done historically. In fact, I just want to see how many of you were a part of any of our hygiene drives in the past. All right, yeah, awesome. Keep your hands up, all right. How about a backpack drive? We used to do these uh, all over, and uh, we had the largest backpack drive on the lakeshore, and hundreds, thousands of people uh, that were served. How many of you are now a part of City Serve? I know there's like uh, 60 of us that are already commissioned, so way to go. It helps the 10% they, uh, from the tithe, that goes to General Missions Fund, and that funds those types of adventures. Missions trips, city serve, missions projects, local outreach, those sort of things. And what we've just kind of developed over the last years is this mantra that at the Gateway Church, we, it, it's God's church, number one. We're going to be a giving and a sending church, but we've said this, and I want you to say this with me, that missions has been and always will be a key to our future. Let's say that together. Missions has been and always will be the key to our future. It's true. And we've lived in that. And 20 years are now coming and and kind of making their way. We're making some progress along the way. And in that process, we said, you know what? We need some core values, some things to kind of keep us on track, some guiding principles as a church. And for, this is not only for us as the leadership team and for the pastors. This is for all of us. These are things that will help us in our life to, to say, you know what? These are things that we are, are part of our character. If you... Uh, 
when things get tough, we rely on these core values. And I just want to show these to you real quick. Uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time. We've actually gone through series and preached on one, each of these and did a 12-week series. But uh, for today, we're going to take about 12 seconds. So here we go. The first three are God's Word, worship, and prayer. And when we when we say that, it is, it is so important. We are going to honor God's word. We are going to uh, be committed in worship and prayer. The next three are relationships, outreach, and passion. These are things that are core values that are important to us. We value being together. We value making a difference, outreaching. And then we want passion. I love that tag phrase, uh, bringing energy and enthusiasm to what we do. The next three are we're going to be generous, we're going to equip each other, and we're going to be good stewards. And we've had these as principles for all these years, uh, from the first couple years, and they, they help us. We're, if we have a choice, we're going to be generous. If we're going to be good stewards, we're going to spend less than what we bring in, and we're going to be equipping the saints. And you'll see, I'll give you an example how that works. And then the last three, we want to be a church of excellence, we want to be relevant, and we want to be filled with joy. How many are thankful for that, right? Choosing to live a life as God intended. And these are things that have kind of brought us through and kind of kept us on the right path. It's almost like banks to the river, and the river is where God is moving, and we're saying, okay, we're going to stay in bounds in these areas. And these core values have helped us along our faith journey. We are all on a faith journey, and as a church, collectively, we've had some moments of great faith where we together made some strategic decisions, and, uh, and I thought about it, and I want to share three stories, but then I added one. You hiring me and Jessica uh, at the Gateway Church, that was a big faith movement there, first of all, but that's not one of the stories. The, the first story I want to share around these, uh, our faith journey is this idea that uh, at our last place on Ponta Luna. How many of you ever visited there or were part of the church there? Just let me see your hands. Okay, a bunch of you. Um, you know that church, it, it held about like one row or one section of, of chairs, maybe a little larger than that. And we were growing to the point where we kept on bumping a ceiling and we couldn't get past 110 people on an average uh, you know, basis in the sanctuary. And, and we started praying and we're saying, okay, God, what do you have for us here? And we just believed that, uh, that we were a church, uh, and we'll talk about our vision statement, but we knew that there was growth in in our future, and that was going to be important to us. And we started to talking about the idea of going to two services. And some of you guys were a part of that. And that was not an easy conversation because people are like, oh, we like to know everyone, or we like to, you know, to be in one, or two services is twice the amount of work. And, and there's a lot of uh, uh, things on both sides. And then we just had a practical issue that our parking lot was so small, we were already in one service parking on the grass all over. And some of you guys might remember, we used to shuttle people from the uh, Ottawa or the um, the urgent care, we had people park over there on big days, and we would shuttle people in, and because we didn't have any parking, and it's just part of our story, and we made a great faith move together as a church to double the size of our parking lot, and you say, well, you know, what's the big deal? Well, we were in a rented facility. We were renting month by month, and that's a whole nother story, 
And there were some challenges, about eight to $10,000 of them, dollars, uh, to, to say, hey, we're going to invest in our future. In our church board and our leadership and us as a gateway church, we decided to do it. We doubled the size of the parking lot, and this is such a neat story. Because once we did, we actually took a few months after that to really prepare ourselves to be in two services. We pulled the trigger, and within that next year, our church almost doubled in size. And it was awesome. And God was, God was with us. And it was a faith movement. It was a faith, part of our faith journey. And now we're 100% online and 100% in person, we say. And to be online, we have invested about that same amount as we did on the, on the uh, parking lot. I was thinking that, Pastor Bobby, about eight to $10,000 of upgrades in regards to uh, lights and cameras and different things like that because we believe that our outreach or our, our reach is greater than what it is here. And so we're 100% online, 100% in person. So as we continue to grow in that season, we're in two services now. We came to another point where we were saying, boy, we knew that we weren't going to be in that facility forever. We knew that our future wasn't there on Pantaluna Road. And we started praying and believing for uh, what was next. And we started looking for properties. We were looking for places to buy and renovate. And in that process, uh, it's been a part of my, uh, my dream was to build debt-free. And so we started as a board, and I don't think we even shared this too much publicly, but we started taking a huge percentage of our tithes and offerings, and we set that aside for future building. And, and it was important, and we did that for a, a season. And we said, you know what? We're just building muscles for the future. We're going to use these funds. And we started stacking uh, dollars to be able to build at some point to have kind of uh, to add with some of the seed money. Uh, that's a different story that was given earlier on. But then we realized we had a need for a worship and discipleship pastor. And we wrestled with it. We were saying, okay. And, and it was hard for me because I'm saying, no, we want to build in the future. We want to do it for cash. This is important. But we came to the realization that the Lord, he would help us and the building journey, and we'll talk about that in a second. But we needed some extra staff, and we pulled the trigger to hire a worship and discipleship pastor, a connecting pastor, Pastor Bobby Hill. Now, yeah, it was a, it was a huge faith move, and some of you that were on the board, you remember some of those conversations around that. And what I want you to see is that there were core values that were connected to that decision, that we're going to equip people with a discipleship pastor. We wanted to be relevant. We wanted worship to be uh, awesome in that excellence piece. And uh, so our core values were driving us there. But I just want to take a moment, and, uh, and Pastor Bobby, this might embarrass you, but it's too late. It's already in my notes, and I'm going to do this. I would like, if you've ever or are currently serving with Pastor Bobby in worship, I want you to stand right where you are. And that includes sound and tech, and just stand right where you are. Okay. All right. If you've been a part of a connect group, uh, 
it's it, not just this last season, but at any point, no, just stay standing. Uh, if you've been a part of a connect group at any point in the last six or seven years, I want you to stand. Yeah. Pastor Bobby, I want you to look around. Look at the impact of what your job has done. You have touched these people, and, uh, and it's awesome. We have had people get married out of connect groups. Yeah. We've had group leaders that have come and gone in different um, uh, groups, but the groups have stayed strong. And it was a huge faith moment, part of our faith journey, to take the step to do that. And we are grateful. And uh, uh, Pastor Bobby, he signed a contract to be here for 30 more years. And so, so we're happy about that. So praise the Lord for that. Anyway. And as we continue to grow, we did finally decide to build, and that's the last faith story that I want to share, is that as we decided to build and to build with cash, it was uh, unheard of. Uh, In fact, I called the district office and I said, hey, is there a church in our district in the last 15 to 20 years that has built for cash, and there was not one example in, uh, in the Assemblies of God at Michigan District. And, uh, and so it, that's how rare. And we just committed to that. It was a faith journey. And along that journey, there were so many stories. I, can, I just have seen so many of you in and out of this building when it was just the studs. And we were writing names of people that we were believing God was going to reach on studs. We had worship events in this building. Uh, we had construction volunteers that worked alongside of our construction professionals. Um, we had, on the giving side, people were giving away cars and watches and collections of things. And again, all of these things connected with our core values. We were praying. This was going to be the house of prayer. We were going to do outreach from here. We knew it. We, we didn't understand all how that meant. We were going to do it with joy. And for the most part, that was. And we were going to be good stewards in the process. And so again, our core values were driving us. And what has happened is, and what we said really from the beginning, is that this building would become a tool for us to use, and you guys are uh, enjoying the fruit of those faith moments. And these faith moments have led to a truth that we've lived out as a church that the Gateway Church is family. The Gateway Church is family. And that's whether you're online or you're here in person, we are family. We're all part of the family of God. First uh, John 3 1 says, We are children of God. But even greater than that, the Gateway Church, we love each other. We will fight for each other. Sometimes we fight against each other, but not too often. And we will care for each other because we're family. But like any family, there are bumps and bruises. Can I get an amen? Amen. Not always up and to the right. And we've had our struggles. 1 Corinthians 12, 26 says, if one suffers, all the parts suffer. If one is honored, we're all glad. And you might ask the question, well, have there been any interruptions? And uh, it's kind of a rhetorical question, right? Is that right? Uh, 
Yes, there have been some interruptions. And 2020 was certainly a pruning year for us, uh, some serious setbacks. We lost three staff, uh, staff members. We lost some key board people. We lost some other families that decided to attend church in other places. And it was interesting, just this last weekend, uh, two weekends ago now, uh, we had Pastor Kerry Waldy, a church up in Traverse City. He has got over 25 years at his church uh, where he served. And he described, and I was telling him a little bit about 2020, he said, you know, Ben, he said, our church in 25 years has gone through three pruning seasons. And I just look back at what God did in 2020, and I think that it was a pruning season for us. And uh, I want you to know, how many have ever apple picked before? You've gone to an apple orchard? They cut away over 50% of the tree so they can bear much fruit. And when we go to cranes, that's where we normally go. Uh, it's amazing. You could, you know, at, in the spring, you could throw a football right through uh, any of those trees. And, uh, and then by the time the fruit comes, and, uh, but you cut it, that's that pruning, and it's interesting. And the thing about family, and Kerry Waldy talked about this at our parenting seminar, he says that a family needs a family vision. What will that family be known for? What will that family say yes to? And our church has a vision statement that motivates us. It gets me up. When I'm down, I can look at our vision statement and it energizes me. And our vision statement is this, to be a healthy, multiplying church known for making an impact in our community and in the world. That's what we are striving to be. We haven't arrived but that is where we're headed. And when I look at this, I think of two of the key verses or key words here is number one is to be healthy. We want you and those that are online and those that are here, those that we're connecting with, those that God would send us here, those that are going to get saved before the end of the year. Amen. We want them and we want us to be healthy, spirit, soul, and body, and financially, amen? And that leads to growth. So it's that idea, if we're healthy, we're going to be multiplying. The second key word is known. We want to be known. And and the, the question that always grips me is if we did not exist at the Gateway Church, what would, what holes would there be in our community? And as the longer we are here, I believe the larger the hole would be if we were ejected and not existing. Because we're known, not in a prideful sense, but in impact sense, right? Our community serving here along the lakeshore and in the world, that's part of our DNA, to be, to make an impact, to be known. And you and I are all, we're all a part of that, to be known. Let's say this together, to be a healthy, multiplying church known for making an impact in our community and to the ends of the earth. And as I was just reflecting on that, my son is a photographer. He took a picture uh, earlier in 2020 um, at Daytona Beach. This was a picture he took. It says, only one way. And it was cool because if you've ever been to Daytona Beach, that's one of the few places you can drive on the beach. Pretty cool picture. And, um, and, he, and I was thinking about that picture. And, I, and my family and I, we were talking about it. And we kind of came up with this idea that after 20 years, church, there is still only one way to make an impact. 
And that's Jesus, making Jesus known. There's only one way to make it happen, and it's to make Jesus known. And that's why we exist, so we can reach one more. And you and I are a part of this together. We're family. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, today, the original plan for today was actually a little bit different. We had invited a guest speaker to be with us to celebrate 20 years. His name was David Grant, and he, I've been trying to get David Grant here at the Gateway Church for over 13 years, and that's not an exaggeration. He is a hard man to nail down. We've had him booked a couple different times, and we had him booked earlier this year as well. Um, And uh, the two other times before this year, uh, his travel plans changed, and so he didn't make it. This year, he had a mini stroke about seven weeks ago, and he's still not traveling. But um, uh, he is the founder of Project Rescue. And uh, if you've been with us in this year, 2020, we started the year with the very first Sunday with Pastor Aaron Holavin that came and talked about Project Rescue. And we said on the year that we're celebrating 20 years of ministry, we are going to do something significant for Project Rescue. Our student ministry has got behind this. Uh, You and I have got behind this. We've done the 20 for 20. We've done giving. Uh, There's been uh, a lot of activity around Project Rescue. Uh, Project Rescue is uh, all about saving girls from the sex trafficking trades. And uh, and not only did we do stuff with Project Rescue, there was stuff we did on a local standpoint here in Grand... Uh, Muskegon uh, with Sarah at the Hope Project, which is another ministry that we've partnered in July with. And uh, we just, but with David Grant, we said, hey, come and celebrate with us and we will finish the year with one last final give. We've said that giving is part of our DNA. We're going to be generous. We're going to be good stewards and we're going to do things with excellence. And Project Rescue has certainly been a part of that. And today, Um, David Grant was not able to be with us, but he did send us a short video, and he is committed in 2022 to be with us, and so I am excited about that, and once he's healthy enough, we'll put something on the calendar, but uh, but without further ado, here's David Grant, uh, the founder of Project Rescue. Hello and good morning to Pastor Ben and Jessica and the friends at Gateway Church, 20 years of celebration will be this Sunday. We, I'm sorry we're not able to be with you this Sunday, but we do look forward to being with you in the future. But we thank God for the 20 years that God has used Gateway Church. We're right there in Spring Lake, Michigan, and how God has blessed you all in a wonderful way. I'm David Grant with Project Rescue. 25 years ago in Bombay, India, we walked into a red light district where there were 100,000 girls that have been trafficked. And God spoke to my wife and I and said, I want you to reach these girls. These are my daughters. And we began to work in terms of rescuing and restoring girls and their children and reaching out to them in Jesus' name. When COVID hit in India, the government shut down the red light districts, which was a blessing in some ways, but in others, not so much. No customers, no money no food, and suddenly we have the opportunity to provide food and shelter and training more than we've ever had. Our opportunity right now is that we can provide a new life for those girls. Thank you, Gateway Church. 
Thank you because all year you've been taking offerings in youth services and in Sunday morning services. And this Sunday will be an offering for Project Rescue. I've heard that you've already given over $22,000 to rescue thousands of girls. And I say to you from the bottom of our heart, from my wife and I and from our team and from the ministry of Project Rescue in 11 nations of the world, God has blessed what you're doing. Thank you. And thank you for what will happen this Sunday. And thank you for partnering with us and pray with us as we give and as we pray that God will give new beginnings, rescue and restoring thousands of girls to, the, to a new life in Jesus Christ. We love you. We thank you. And we look forward to this Sunday in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I love it. I love it. We're going to ask the worship team to come. And as I've shared some stories this morning about our faith journey, uh, part of our faith journey is a giving journey, and you are a part of that story. And today, on each of our, uh, of our chairs, we have put a giving envelope, and uh, if you either sat on it or you displaced it, and I want you to find that, and I want you to hold it here for a moment. Uh, when I think about what God has done and what he is doing here at the Gateway Church, my heart is overwhelmed. God has been so good. My heart was kind of drawn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Paul, writing to the church in Thessalonica, he says, We give thanks to God always for you. And as your pastor, Jessica and I, we are so grateful for every single one of you. He says, constantly mention you in our prayers. And I promise you that we pray for Teen Challenge on a regular basis. We pray for every family. We have lists of, of people that we will give to the staff at times. And we've, we have prayed. We have interceded. And I understand that, that uh, you know, many of those that are here are facing some very difficult things in this season. And we pray with you. We stand with you. And we thank God for you. The other thing it goes on, it says, remembering before our God and, and Father, your work of faith. We are doing a work of faith and a labor of love and steadfastness of hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I love that Paul was so personable in every single letter by the, at the beginning and at the end. He is calling these people that he loved by name. And I could probably call the probably 90% of you by name at this point. And as we continue to grow, that won't be always the case for me, but our staff will and your connect group leaders will and the, the ripple effect will grow there. But you're a part of what God is doing. You're a part of this story of our faith journey. And we want over the next two weeks, some of you are prepared today. You saw the video I did earlier this week on Facebook and you're prepared to give. And you can give in the giving receptacles, or you could bring that forward uh, here at the end of the service, uh, certainly, and put that at the altar. Um, but we want to encourage you to do something for Project Rescue. If, you're, if you consider yourself a part of the Gateway Church, it's part of your DNA to do something above and beyond your tithes. You need to be faithful in your tithes. And then above that, let's give something. Maybe before Black Friday comes and we get obsessed with Christmas, uh, maybe you decide in your heart over the next two weeks, really by the next two weeks, we need all the Project Rescue funds to come in and so we can expend those, get those out on this year's books. And so would you do something with us? Would you pray about what God would have you to do? 
And then I just want to mention that I, we're already $22,000 has been given. That is significant uh, for this church. And I want to say thank you. But I don't think we're done. I believe God can put it on our hearts for all of us to do something in the next two weeks. And then on the kids' side, they have been raising funds this year for Team World Vision. And I'd be remiss to say that they have raised almost $10,000, which is huge, our kids. And after today, which a bunch of our kids are doing a walkathon uh, after second service, and they're walking and they're asking people to sponsor them for Team World Vision uh, that's providing clean water and the gospel uh, all over the globe. And uh, they will be well over 10,000 by the end of today. And, uh, and so when you see the kids, just thank them for their, 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 their doing it as well. And we do this to be a blessing. And we do this and we say, God, if you can get it to us with open hands, you can get it through us, right? And it's just a blessing to live that way. We also mentioned at the, be uh, the beginning of the message that uh, if you haven't connected with me and Jessica, uh, after service, we will be out in the lobby at the gift giving center. And we have a gift for every family that's, that's a part of the Gateway Church regularly. And we want to say thank you. And uh, man, it's just so much fun to do. So, Pastor Bobby, um, I know you've got a final song to kind of rally us today. But before we get there, um, I something that is burning inside of my heart more and more, especially after fasting and praying for 21 days for souls, is the truth that we need to be on point leading people to Jesus. Not only here within these four walls, through online services. But we need to be doing that in our day-to-day. -day. It's part of who we are. We are a missions-giving and sending church, and really all of us are missionaries, and we have a responsibility. But it's possible that today you found yourself here at the Gateway Church and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And before we sing a closing song of celebration together, um, I just want to offer you the free gift of salvation. The Bible says that we're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. There's no, no one's going to argue that. And the truth is, according to God's word, is that no one can make it to heaven unless they come through God's son, Jesus Jesus is the one who died on the cross. He provided a way for us to find our way to Jesus. And Jesus is the only way. Back to that little postcard. He's the only way. He's the only way. And today, all you have to do is receive him as Lord and Savior. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, uh, we would love to introduce you. In fact, I'm going to ask that everyone would just bow your heads close your eyes here. If you are here and you are away from God or have never had a relationship with Jesus, I want you just to lift your hand and we're, and we're just going to pray with you. We're not going to embarrass you. Who here in first service is responding to a salvation call? Yeah. If you're online, you can just type it in the chat. I need Jesus or I, I want to be saved and we will follow up 100% of the time. Who here? Anyone at all? I'm going to ask that everyone would stand, and I don't see any hands. This service 
And what that means is one of two things. Either we are all believers, or you might be here and you're still not quite ready, and we're not going to arm wrestle you into it, uh, although we'd probably win. Um, but, uh, but it's the best decision you'll ever make. And the truth is, is we all know someone that needs Jesus. And we've been praying that God would open our hearts for the lost. And as we shared about spiritual gifts last week, don't forget that the majority of the spiritual gifts in the New Testament were used outside of the four walls of the church. And so today, as we sing the celebration song, Good Grace, listen, we're just building you up to send you out to do the work, to reach the lost, to join us. We are family, and we are not an exclusive family. We want others to join us. Amen? Lord, I just pray that as you have worked in our heart, as we've shared some stories, I pray as we've talked about some principles, we've looked at some scripture, I pray that you would do something in our hearts today to expand your kingdom. Lord, use us, choose us. Lord, we pray in your wonderful name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Come on, let's sing it out nice and strong. Amen. Yes, Jesus, we thank you. You are our salvation. You are our hope. And we thank you for what you are doing in our midst, what you are doing in this community, in each and every one of us. And we pray that we will go out and we will be spreaders, proclaimers of your good word, Lord. And so instill it in us, instill your goodness, instill your faithfulness, instill your love that we can be your hands and feet as we leave this place today that you've done so much in this church you've done so much in our lives and you are not done yet and so we pray that we can go out and be your agents to a lost hurting and broken world and we know that as we go that you will be behind us you will be before us you will be with us every single step of the way so jesus we give it to you today and we go in your grace. In Jesus' name, we pray today. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining us. You can go in the grace of God. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.